0: It's a miracle. And Ivy, and you are listening to Black, Broke, and Brilliant. Coming up on today's episode, we'll be discussing hitting 25 and London living. So let's get straight into it. So before we get into the episode, how are you doing, Sammy? I'm really good, thank
1: you. Like, this bank holiday was really needed, and I didn't realize how necessary it was. Like, first of all, it's weird having you know the Easter bank holiday this late into April because normally like my birthday falls on like um the Easter bank holiday it's normally like end of March start of April so the fact that it was like delayed I was like this feels weird but yeah bank holiday was very very necessary and it was really good so um hung out with Nathan what did we do like spent the day out in Reading then like went to Brighton which is really nice because the sun came out. Yes, she did. Um, it was nice, yeah, being in Brighton. I, it's so weird because when I was on um, socials, I thought, like, everyone was just in Brighton. Like, everyone was in Brighton. <laughs> um, but, yeah, such a lovely place. It was, it was really calm. It was just a nice, restful, you know, bank holiday, but, like, also doing stuff, but, like, relaxing things. Like, nothing too hectic, but it was definitely needed. how about you how was your bank
0: holiday it was interesting um (laughs) very random i moved house over the bank holiday weekend um so i'm still very much living at home with my mum, but we've moved um house so we now live in zone one i'm now a central london gal um and over the weekend it was just it was the most stressful weekend of my life because i had no idea what actually went into moving house and how much prep like beforehand needed to go into it. And the actual moving day itself was just pure chaos. and it was annoying because the weather was so nice. And it was the one time where I was like, I actually was praying for the weather to just be awful because the way I was sweating was, was not acceptable. Um <laughs> it was, it was, it was like a full, it was like a full workout um, that just didn't seem to end. But yeah, now that I have moved and I'm in this new place, which is lovely, I'm just I'm very, very happy. So overall it was it was eventful. That's so, yeah, it was very
1: random like I was like I haven't heard from Ivy in quite some time let me message her see how she's doing maybe have a little catch up and you were like "Yes, yeah, sis I'm busy moving I said your what <laughs> and in my head I was like is she moving out is she moving in with friends I was like why would she not tell me we're moving together <laughs> but no you were literally just like moving houses with your mom. but yeah it just came out of nowhere, and you know Oh, the bank holiday supposed to be restful like the sun was out it's supposed to be you know going for drink and you were fully moving house like I can't even fathom what that feels like I'm um, even just moving stuff for uni was stressful wow. enough and I was like I've got so many things and it wasn't my whole room or like my whole life and the living room and the kitchen. all of that stuff you did I'm just like wow
0: yeah it was it was a lot and Yeah, me and my mum had been talking about this move for a little while and it'd been in the pipeline, but it was only confirmed like a week and a half ago. So we had like a week and a half (laughs) to go through like 20 odd years worth of stuff. And like you said, even just moving to uni, even just unpacking or packing one room was a lot, but packing a whole like flat's worth of stuff that has been yeah building for for two odd decades was was it was it was intense i wouldn't i would not recommend it zero out of ten would not recommend um and it was a lot and the funny thing is i do feel like this is the time or the age where a lot of people are like i'm gonna go and move in with friends but in this london i cannot be affording to do that currently so i am still very much living with my mom but um we move we literally we move,
1: move. Oh well I'm so I'm so happy that you know this new place is more spacious and you're loving it and you're like settled do you feel like settled into it because sometimes when you move to a new place like it takes a while for it to like feel like your home like i yeah. have been going to one address for I don't know 25 years and it's now like oh I've got to relearn this address like this is my permanent spot now
0: it's mad even the postcode it does not roll off my tongue like I, this feels very very strange um and I kind of feel like I'm living in an Airbnb which I'm okay with but it doesn't <laughs> feel home. <laughs> literally it feels like I'm just staying in like a really nice hotel in central London and, and I'm gonna go back to my real home soon it's very very odd um and in my dreams I'm still in the old place so when I wake up it's very scary um yeah it's gonna take some getting used to <laughs>
1: Have you um kind of styled it like how your old room was and like your old house was, or are you are you going like new vibes, new house,
0: new vibes? Oh, new vibes, and I think that's that's why it's been so stressful because we tried to get rid of a lot of stuff so we could just come into this place fresh, um, which in theory is great, but now I'm living without a wardrobe currently, um, so my (laughs) clothes are in bags. makes getting dressed in the morning very difficult. So, yeah, we've gotten rid of a lot of things. Um and we're going to do a bunch of like IKEA trips and just start from scratch, which is that. so exciting, but the in the meantime it's 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 very chaotic.
1: I love an IKEA trip. I know I'm not moving houses, but like can I come on the Ikea I love IKEA so much. Oh, and goodness. The way I remember, like, during lockdown when I redid up my room, it just seemed like everyone was redecorating. I said, no, nah, that could never be me. And then the boredom hit. I said, I'll paint my room. <laughs> I so much. And it was even just doing that, like, I just had drawers filled with, like, papers and books and, you know, textbooks from, like, secondary school and sixth form. Things I, kept, I have no reason why I kept these. But, like, all the essays I wrote, I just kept them in a drawer. And being able to throw out all these stuff, like, toys that I'd never even played, like, childhood toys, I just threw it all out, like, and it felt like a purge. I didn't realise how much stuff I was hoarding. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you've got to take everything out of your room, just have, like, the bare walls, and then putting stuff back, I was, like, really specific with it. But, yeah, you don't realise, like, how much stuff you hoard over, like,
0: nearly three decades. It's crazy. Exactly. And it's literally in that moment when you're moving and when you're packing, Or when you do think, okay, it's time to clear out my room now. That's the only time when you actually clock how bad it is and how much stuff you've accumulated and how many things you just don't even use. And I think that's what I found the most difficult. It was all the things that have no purpose, but have memories attached to them. Even clothes that like my grandma might have given me that there is no way I will ever fit into ever again. But I'm like, but she made that. I can't throw it away. I'm the exact same I feel like maybe
1: 10 years ago my grandma went um on a trip to like the states and she brought me back like this knitwear top or something and it's not something I would wear like it wasn't very me but it's still in my wardrobe purely for the fact that like my grandma bought it for me I couldn't I can't bring myself to like you know throw it away or like give it away even though like it's not I was like maybe I'll go into it like maybe there's a day I'll come around and that will suddenly be my look. But yeah, <laughs> I've still never worn it. Not once. That's the thing. And then it's just taking up space. I know. And then all the new clothes I buy. Fam, I'm staring at my clothes and it's just like on the bed. Like the stuff we got in the sample cell. It's just like in corners <laughs> of the room when it should be in a wardrobe. I can't bring myself to like throw out the old stuff in the wardrobe that I don't wear. Because every time
0: I go to do it, it's like, mm, but what if I need it? That's the then one. Never it. That's the never one. You never do, cause you know, when you're like, but what if th- What if someone throws a party and it's a very specific theme? And what if I've now thrown away the one thing in my wardrobe that fits I that see. theme? Now I have to go shopping from scratch. It's it like, could never I be me. Money. Why am I now spending money on the thing I had and I
1: exactly. gave
0: away? That is very counterproductive. But then oh you become God. a hoarder.
1: I know this is how it starts. This yeah. is how it starts. But um, anyway, the point I was supposed to make <laughs> <laughs> was. When I was redoing it, I made a list of like specific things I needed. So I was like, plant pots, I'm going to get some fake plants for my Ikea. I'm going to get a rug. I'm going to get, like, it was a very specific list. And I took my ass all the way to IKEA and an Uber because it's the lockdown times so and no transport was running. And then when I got there, you just start walking through and it's like, oh, maybe I could do with some bed sheets. And oh, maybe I can get an extra rug that I didn't need. And this and that. And everything just looks good. And it's like, yeah, do you know what? I I, I need this picture frame because I'm gonna hang pictures now. Yeah. And you just start picking stuff. And I was like, Yeah, I, I need, you know, I need 30 candles. Let me yeah. get them. and they're like a pound each could I not? I love Ikea it's it's addictive and it will make you spend more money than you ever intended but I absolutely love it
0: no Ikea is dangerous Ikea is an actual trap and it's the fact that it's a maze as well so you need to go through the whole shop you need to see the whole showroom before you can even start purchasing things whoever actually designed the layout of that shop is a genius and they deserve a raise because Thank you, you it, can't it. leave that shop without spending half yeah. of the money you can't and the
1: thing is, you could really be in there all day because if you get hungry or peckish, yeah, they've got the cafe. They've got a the whole restaurant there. Go eat, come back and continue shopping. It's all right. It's,
0: it's so dangerous. And like you said, like the candles are everywhere. The the vases everywhere. And when you're in the showroom and you can see how they've put things together, you're yes. like, me too. I want to also put things together just like that. And it's, it's so addictive. But yeah, I will be going on multiple trips to ikea so you will need to be attending some of them i would Um, love
1: to join they make the trolleys big as well so it's like cool shop more i can really fit everything you know sometimes you're carrying a little basket and you go you go to say resort test or lidl and you're like small basket that way you know i can't overfill it Let me just Mm. get the things I need to. I can't ever fill the basket. IKEA, they give you a big ass trolley. If you want to come home with a whole shelf and wardrobe, yeah, just stick it on that trolley. It's good. If you want to come home with a six meter long dining table,
0: stick it on that trolley. It's good. it's so bad and it's the fact that ikea is far away so you can't even be like well i'll come and get this next time because you don't know when next time is going to be so you make the excuse you think well i have to get it now because when am i returning today today yeah i
1: can't lie they've got it unlocked
0: yeah and it's the fact that it's like Ikea is a whole day out. Like you don't plan anything after Ikea because that is the event of the day. You know, you're going to spend the whole day going through that shop and then eating and then going back shopping and then eating and then shopping. It's yeah. What all am I doing?
1: After IKEA? I'm tired after that. To, like load everything onto a cart or van, go home, unload it, carry it upstairs, the lifts on. All... It's tight. Ty- it's tiring work. It's
0: tiring work. Okay. It really, it really, really, really is. It really is. Um, yeah, but I'm really looking forward to to that part because we've still got a lot of, like, basic things to do. Like, things that just didn't even occur to me with moving. Like, when we called up Sky, uh, like, a couple of days ago oh, thinking yeah. that they could just transfer our Wi-Fi, transfer Sky and all of that. They were like, yeah, it's going to take two weeks to sort. Huh? So we are currently living without Wi-Fi and we're just hotspotting ourselves, which is very inconvenient. <laughs> Something that you just plug in. Wait, I... Mm-hmm
1: two weeks a a fortnight you just plug it in now no you just take what
0: you're using there and you plug it in and that's you that's what we were saying they're like no it takes a whole fortnight to do what to do literally to do what and even things like having to like you know when you get posts in the mail right oh you have to change every single one of them addresses online it's so long
1: I think there's a way to do it where you can just go on the Royal Mail website and I don't I can't remember how much you have to pay. Um but I only know it it 'cause thingy moved um not too long ago. But yeah, I think you can go onto the Royal Mail website and you pay and they just they automatically like redirect
0: all your mail f- for you. you yeah, can- do you know what we just figured that out so we've done that. <laughs> we've done did that. Well you go to like
1: every individual
0: like um,
1: what's it? HMRC. <laughs> <So> no, literally. <laughs> bank account one, two, and three. Switch address.
0: No, I literally was on the phone to DVLA, being like, "Guys, that provisional license. I'm gonna need you to change that address. Yeah, like, it just... was mad. Oh, <laughs> and I wish I knew about the the Royal Mail thing earlier because it would have it would have avoided all of that. It's you cool. know? Yeah, moving is not simple, man. It's, it's... not. It's, it's not it's very very techie even like finding a new gp finding a new dentist I'm like wow this is really this oh. is a lot know <laughs> what all of that is it's a lot and it'll be worth it because I really do like this place it's just I I had no idea what went into moving um yeah. and I will not be moving again very soon because this I feel like this has taken some years off of my life I'm
1: just glad you're closer to me because going out with you lot yeah it's like cool I have to go home by myself and the three of you might live like within a walking distance of each other like two minutes two minutes five minutes so the fact that you are now closer to me you can be a a central London babe I'm happy
0: yeah I feel like I've leveled up I'm excited for that too because it's really sad when there's three of us and there's just one of you I feel like two and two is is better this balance do you know what's really weird the other day I had a dream
1: about like being in your new house, but I don't understand how it was possible because I've never seen the place before. <laughs> it must have been all this talk about you moving. I dreamt that I'd come round to your new house. I don't know. I've probably mentioned this before, but like Ivy's old house, she never let anyone come to her house like ever in the however many years I've I've known you. Never once was I let into Ivy's house. <laughs> her old yard. This one, I want an invitation um i want i want multiple
0: invitations there will be many there will be there will be like a well I'm not a party gal anymore, but there will be a very low key housewarming with just us four where we'll make drinks. It's going to happen. It's going to (laughs) happen. Give me a bit of time to like, you know, buy a wardrobe. But after that, then you can come around. I need this to genuinely happen, though,
1: because you said this. You said, yeah, yeah, no, I'll I'll invite everyone around my house at some point. Yeah, yeah. I'll do about you guys. No, no, for real. You can all come around at some. Never happened never happened
0: no do you know what let me let me let me clarify let me clarify cool. because we are not one of those friendship groups where we're in each other's houses very often so like it just it, unless there was a very specific reason like if it's mm-hmm. someone's birthday calm mm-hmm. but like generally if we were going to do something we'd go out so a lot of the time it just didn't like occur to me <laughs> to plan something but also my old place was like it was decent, but it was like, it was fairly small and it was quite a modest place. So if someone was going to host, I would think surely it should be the person with a bit more room. So it wasn't that I was like, no one can come round. It was more just like, we very rarely were in each other's houses anyway. And if someone was going to volunteer as tribute, it should be the person with, with more space in it. You would
1: think, but that rarely that happened because the person with a big yard rarely ever were at their house. That's true. I feel like, yeah, it was either i people around here all the time and I'd have been a flat too. But for me, it was even like, okay, I'm going to come meet you because we're going somewhere. You'd be like, yeah, you just meet me at the end of the road. I'm like, fam, why can't I just come? Here? <laughs> gonna- I was trying to
0: make it easier <laughs> for you. <laughs> don't come any further. <laughs> no, I was trying to make it easier for you. I was like, you don't have to check all the way in. I'll come meet you and then we can go in it.
1: <laughs> no, there's something sus going on. But I don't know if I internalized that subconsciously. So I think
0: you did. It was never that deep. <laughs>
1: I was like, how have I dreamt that I'm now going to Ivy's house? And it was like, you proper welcomed me, and it was your new yard. And I was walking around, and you were like, Yeah, this is my room. This is the ensuite. And you were like, Not this, at this is the guest bedroom. <laughs> so yeah. then I was like, well, you said, Yeah, there's a whole other section to this house, and we're going to rent this space up. And in my wow, I was, I was like, Yo, how big is Ivy's new house? <laughs>
0: I said I'm going to make extra pee from the upstairs area. Wow, this dream was detailed. I've never seen your new yard. I have no idea how many
1: bedrooms it is, but in my dream it was big and you were showing it off like MTV Cribs.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. I love that you're manifesting this for me though. I- I'll take it. I will take it. No, yeah. but I swear I will. I will, in front of every podcast listener that we have, I will make a promise to you that there will be an invitation as soon as this house is in decent condition.
1: You also, can I say in my dream, you had a big-ass wardrobe. I'll tell you that.
0: Well, love that for me. I'm going to need one with all these clothes that I've hoarded. Yep. That's Uh very exciting. No, this This will happen. (laughs) But yeah,
1: like, as you were saying, I say normally. For a lot of people we know at our age, they are moving in with friends or have already moved in with friends or, like, getting their own places, renting. And... It's just not very feasible, at least to me. It doesn't seem like a feasible option in this London that we live. And do you know what, like as a city it's it can be good vibes, like in terms of the the like social aspects, like the going out, there's lots of stuff to do, there's lots of different cuisines to eat, like there's loads of different cultures. It is it is vibey and it's like it's young is popping is cool there's a lot to do in london however <laughs> however it comes at a cost and it's a very 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 high cost yeah when you live, things are just like ridiculously expensive like it's fun and it's cool but to live here and to sustain it is so difficult so you even become like one of those people who you know gets a graduate job does the nine to five straight out of uni grind 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 and even that in itself this whole like grind culture is if like you need to work yourself to death and like that's seen as a good thing and it's like boss grind culture it's very unhealthy but yeah you even come on those people who get like a nine to five the hours aren't even nine to five anymore they're more like eight to seven let's be honestly let's be real and you literally and it's like yeah, you're working Monday to Friday and then like living for the weekend. So when the weekend comes, it's just like splash, go hard. But then Monday comes around and just doing it all over again, just like a constant, constant cycle. And you're not like really happy. You don't really have that much time. And if you think about probably working, you know, 340 days out of the year, it's a lot. Yeah. Or you just, you know, creatives, freelancers, would just here vibing and it's like, Yeah, I want to do a job that speaks more to my soul and is like way more creative and kind of what I want to do. But then you're like, yo, the peas isn't quite there. How am I supposed to afford rent and bills and everything's going up? And you want to be living for the weekend, living for the whole week. You want to be living for the whole week and enjoying and living to be that loca. But yeah, London don't love us like that because the prices, it's a bit sticky.
0: (sighs) It's ridiculous. Like you said, the cost of living in London is actually just wild. I feel like you step outside of the house, £100 has been deducted from bank oh account, Just Go. gone, vanished out of thin air. You haven't even gone anywhere. Everything is so expensive. And I literally, the other day, I was like, let me just Google how much it is to rent places in London. I was shocked. You want me to spend £1,500 a month just so that I can live? That is criminal. That is actually criminal. Um, and the sad thing is, like you said, I think especially for creatives when your pay fluctuates and it goes up and it goes down and you don't have like a figure you can rely on, it's a lot harder, well, for me anyway, to to commit to, I guess, renting privately when you don't actually know how much money is coming in every month. That to me would feel quite daunting, Um, which is a shame, especially because like, I really just want a soft life. I want to just enjoy. I want to see my friends. I want to have fun. I want to have a job that I love, but I don't want to be killing myself and like slogging my guts out just to do basic things. And I feel like in order to live comfortably in London, you kind of need to do that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's quite sad. And as I was saying, like, the culture and what's almost being pushed on us by like the country and the government is yeah if you if you work hard you too can ascend and climb the social ladder and get on the housing market but it's like everyone you know who is either like privately renting like it just seems like everyone is breaking their backs to just get by or barely getting by like people having multiple jobs people having their main job and then a side hustle and all of this and as you were saying like once you start like renting or you know you get a mortgage you've you've committed that you're going to be paying this amount regularly and fam even when I was applying for like a credit card and they were like what's like your monthly income and I I had to use an average like over what I was making because because some months I'll make lots and like work a lot therefore I have a lot of income and others it's quieter so like as you were saying, it does fluctuate. So to find an average, it's like, it's not guaranteed, <clears throat> excuse me, that this amount is like coming in all the time. So then to lock yourself into something that's honestly permanent, it's hard. And then you just have people hustling and hustling and hustling. And this whole culture where it's like, yeah, yeah, you've got to hustle. You've got to have this hustle, multiple side hustles. You need to grind, grind, grind. It's unhealthy. And it's like, it's not attainable for everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah 100% and I do agree that like as a society we've really normalized the grind and just working overtime, on the weekends in the evenings this whole year the same 24 hours a day it's like no we shouldn't be spending 24 hours a day working like that is so unhealthy and it's so unsustainable and the mad thing is we're talking right now about the context of even just renting which feels honestly like far away to me anyway I feel like I'm way off of privately renting my own place but then when you even think about you know getting on the property ladder and actually owning a place that feels like nearly impossible to me and it shouldn't be that far-fetched that just to own your own place in London like that honestly feels like that's just not on the cards for me and my future which is really sad
1: yeah it was it was really funny because I was talking to David about this yesterday and it was like Either way, whether you rent or whether you try and get a house, it feels like a lose-lose situation. Because if you're renting, yes, it's a slightly smaller amount, but let's say what you're renting for like 20 years, you feel like, fam, if I've been paying, you know, like a grand, at least a grand a month to this other person across 20 years, you're like, fam, that that could be a deposit for a house right now. And then when you think about owning a house, it's like, Yeah, that 20 grand is just a deposit. After that, on a monthly basis, you are now paying the bank back. So it's like, if you're renting, you're always owing someone money with the rent. With a house that equals a mortgage, that means you're owing the bank money. So it's like, either
0: way, I'm owing people money and I don't own anything yet. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like living here, it's just guaranteed debt. It's just guaranteed debt. And I hate it. Honestly, it's like, it doesn't even matter who it is. You're going to owe someone money. For probably the rest of your life, which is so yes. sad. And it's like, that sounds like bondage to me. Like, at
1: 25, people are getting houses, and it's like, yeah, woo, I own a house, but it's like, you don't quite own it. Like, the bank still yeah. really owns it, and you're just paying them off for the next 40 years. So that's, for the next 40 years, I'm paying off this house, and that's permanent. You can't just decide to, yeah, do you know what? I, f- I feel like moving to Dubai today, or I, I feel like yeah. moving in traveling for a year you can't just do that because fam there's a mortgage that needs paying like it really it really just makes you like immovable at that point like you're you're knuckled down you're here the UK
0: got you anything that happens you gotta be here that's the thing and it does feel like there's a noose around your neck because 40 years is a very long time and to know that until those 40 years have come and gone that's not even fully your house yet it's not even fully yours because you haven't finished paying it off and, and I, I
1: do get it like owning something having something that's yours you know being able to build a home leave a legacy for you know your kids or yourself and family like I I do get how much weight like owning something and having something that's yours and um you know building credit and getting on the housing ladder like I do understand how important that is but if you think about it like see like my parents don't own this place but for some people people's parents who, like, bought their houses, you know, 20, 30 years ago and paid, what, like, 28 to 40K yeah. for the house. Now, the prices of these houses are in, like, the 400Ks and the 500, 600, 700Ks in this London. But yeah. you, you got your house for 40K 30 years ago, and it's the same people... Telling us young ones, yeah, you millennials just aren't working hard enough. You lot want everything given to have you seen how much these houses like it it's yeah. honestly like scary and the prices just keep rising. And I'm like, this just isn't attainable. It's not attainable. Like, you're not selling it to me.
0: Honestly, and it's always the older generations who are like, guys, you're just not working hard enough. And it's like the times were different. Back in the day, they were giving houses away. Giving it them very, very different. Literally, just handing them away to you whoever wants You got a house. You want a house? Have a house. You exactly. want- You get a house. You get a house. You get a house. You. Get a house. Everyone gets a house. <laughs> Nowadays, it's very, very different. Even with like university. Back in the day, it was free. Uh-huh. It was completely free back in the day. Then it was three grand. Now, when we went, it's nine k. Like the cost of living can- rising. Like nine point two five yes me <laughs> they're just adding increments and increments
1: so before you even reach 25 you, you've already got debt you've already yeah. got debt yeah before you're even 23 you now have like 40k worth of student debt that's how much you bought your house for and I just have that within student debt but you went to university for free that's where I'm starting
0: compared to where you were exactly okay? and even even now in the present day Everything is still going up. Housing prices are going up. Interest on student loan is going up. Energy prices are going up. National insurance is going up. But me, I'm making the same amount of money. The, but the wage is the same. Everything's the rising. Not going up. It's,
1: go, it, what, what, it's even Dave that said it. And he was like, well, he said crime's on the rise, hate's on the rise, feel like everything, but my mum's pay's on the rise. It really and truly, everything is going up except the wages. That one is staying. Like, I don't know who, where, or how they calculate the London living wage, but they're not calculating it fast enough. I feel like that thing has been the same for as long as I can remember. What's anyone gonna do with £10 an hour? Ten pounds, fam,
0: you spend more than that just doing travel in one day. Literally, the math is not mathing. It's it's really not adding up. And if if everything is inflating, why are my wages not inflating too? Why? Why? Explain. Rishi Sunak, explain Rishi Sunak, whose wife is a literal
1: billionaire. And they had it on the news that woman doesn't pay a cent. She doesn't pay a cent because she's not born here. She do not have to pay any tax. And this is the money man. This is the man who's controlling all the money in the government. The one that's saying, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, we're going to have to rise v- VAT. And then, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to increase this. And yeah, yeah, inflation is going to happen. Sir, you and your wife are not paying any tax. Explain. Right now, that man is the richest MP, we've, the richest MP we've ever had. And you want to come? You who's partying, and getting fines. Want to come and tell me? Yeah, everything's everything's on the rise except your pay.
0: You actually can't make this stuff up. I feel like every other day there's news that like, yeah, this thing's going up. That's also going up. That's yep. That's also It's never. It's never. Your wages are increasing. The tax you're paying is going down. It's never that. It's always prepared to give us more of your money. And you can't do any, that's the thing, you can't do
1: anything about it. What are you going to do? Not pay rent? What are you yeah. going to do? Not put the heating on? <laughs> not, not eat? Like, there's really nothing we can, and that's what's so, like, aggravating about it, is there's yeah. nothing we could do. Like, no matter what, how much money you're making, that tax comes out, any, any which way that tax comes out, like, it's, it's just gone. Yeah. It, you can't do anything, like, the NI, and the, it just comes out. And it's like, if you're, um, if you make more than like 12k a year, which is really not much, but if you make more than 12k, you're already getting taxed at 20%, which yeah. is why, like, that, the portion it is of your money is just different. And then yeah. if you start making more than, you know, 50k, you get taxed at 50%. You're making 50k, yeah? They're taking 25 of that. Uh. It's
0: rude it's rude (laughs) It is, and i hate when you see like on a payslip you see your gross pay and you're thinking (laughs) wow that's actually decent that's actually that's big money i can do some things like that and then you see the amount of money that's actually entering your account once they've taken away the tax and it's very different deductions i hate that word why are you always deducting why are you not adding exactly (laughs) Like even just once in a while, you know, oh, that's why I do, it's, it's hard because I get that taxes are necessary to pay and all of that. Um, and I get that inflation is something that for argument's sake can be unavoidable, unavoidable sometimes. But I just feel like in this country, it's a bit much, it's a bit too much. And I feel yeah. like I just, I need to leave it. I need to, I need to step away. I need to find somewhere else because this is very bad energy. They take too much all the time. And it's what's annoying is that it affects like the average
1: person more because when it's these big corporations, they all get the tax breaks because they're, you know, bringing money and business into London, into the UK. They all get tax breaks. So it's not even proportional, really and truly. It's not because, yeah, you man are getting tax breaks. You're not even paying your taxes or, you know, they're rich enough to be able to find lawyers and they find all these loopholes. Or, you know, they send their money into offshore accounts, into like Jersey and wherever to avoid paying it. But us, the average person on P-A-Y-E, come rain, come shine, they're deducting that
0: money from your account. It's always the offshore accounts, man. It's always the people that can afford to pay the tax that aren't paying the tax. And the average person that is struggling to make ends meet must now pay more money.
1: Swiss bank accounts and that.
0: Yeah, it's always the way. I really, really do hate it here sometimes. It's just bad, bad, bad vibes. And I feel like this month in particular, so many things have just gone up. Bro, Everything changed on April the
1: first and we are the only fools. <laughs> we are the only April fools. They said, yeah, on this one day, everything's increasing. They said fuel price cap. Fuel price cap, sorry. 54%. It's wild that, you know. Uh, £30, you said, be able to, like, get your full tank of petrol. Now it's £80. That is that not more than double? Like, that crazy just to fill your car. And the amount of people that are saying, like, yeah, yeah, ever since this fuel price has gone up, my petrol doesn't seem to be taking me as far. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they've done. They must be, like, done wow. in the petrol, but it's not carrying people as far as, as it would before. The miles aren't matching. <laughs> They're really, really not. <laughs> so, April the 1st, they said, yeah, you want to heat your house? Heating bills, energy bills, everything's going to go up by at least £700 annually. <sighs> Insurance, up by 10%. VAT increases to hospitality, all them restaurants to eat out to help out, yeah? They said, cool, VAT increases. And who's going to pay that? The customers.
0: Oh, Do you think
1: I'm just spending that much money just to eat? Like, it's already expensive to eat out. You can't eat out for less than £15 in London. It's just not possible. No, it's it's, not, not, it's possible. not. Where are you going for that? And now you're telling me you're going to come add like an, an extra
0: £2, an extra 3 £4 here and there, and you want tip?
1: It's not possible. It's not no.
0: possible. And what I hate is they never stagger it, they never do it in phases. They never go, okay, we're going to increase oh. national insurance by 2.5%. You go straight to 10. <laughs> Fuel price cap not even raised by 20 but 54% in one go and it's everything at once it's not just okay
1: for, for these next three months it's just the VAT going up next three months it's just going to be the, the NI just by little inc- they don't do small increments everything's just
0: big everything Everything, oh, I hate it here. And even on the first of April, um, April 1st, I was on Twitter, yeah. Normally that day everyone is joking, everyone is saying this, everyone is saying that, because it pranks and everything. Twitter was dead. No one was joking because we are the joke. We are the joke. We are why why are we making jokes? We are the joke. There's nothing to laugh about. There's nothing and we but a fool. Oh, it's actually so <laughs>
1: And I, I genuinely I genuinely feel like these Conservative politicians, are, I feel like they're just laughing at us. They must be. They must be. Like, yeah, yeah, we're having our little parties. They're not going to report us. Mm, we're not going to get fined. And they're just laughing at us commoners as if we're scoundrels. Like, yeah, we're just going to rinse you for everything you've got. In the same breath, they're telling you, yeah, yeah, work hard. You too can get to this position.
0: You too can earn that. Yeah, just keep working hard. Yeah, just keep hustling. You'll get there. Trust, trust, trust. Honestly, and and this is why it's annoying when people are like, when Kim K is like, "Get up your ass and work." I'm working, but now I need to give away more of my wages, so yeah. it's not it's not hitting the same, Kim. And
1: do you know what's also people like when when you go for a promotion, right? And you know it's a well-deserved promotion. You're doing all the work. You deserve to be paid more. But then once that promotion carries you into the next pay bracket, and then you get deducted, <sighs> you get way more deductions that you end up. Taking home less
0: money than if you just stayed where you were. Oh no, it's rude. It's rude. It's actually rude. And and not only that, you're now also working more. You have more responsibilities. You're yeah. working longer hours and you're getting less pay. You're bringing home less money. How That's a scam? That's not fair. I swear to God,
1: it's a scam. I stay where I am. I stay where I am until <laughs> that promotion. And the thing is, I'm so sure that companies they know exactly what they're doing. Like the finance team, the HMRC and just HMRC. Um, what is it? Yeah, HMRC. HR, HR sat there being like, mm, "How can we? How can we save more money this quarter?" Yeah, let's just offer everyone a promotion. Let their pay go down, and look, we're taking home money. I'm sure they're
0: doing. I'm sure they're doing this. Yeah, I think they are. Are they? And I think they genuinely do sit down, and have these meetings, and they do laugh at us because it's too easy. What can we do? What can we say?
1: And you know what? It wasn't until. Um, we went to Dubai recently to celebrate my birthday that, like, I felt like my eyes were just open because in Dubai, you don't pay any tax. You don't uh-huh. pay any tax. They they put it into, like, the things you buy and the things you eat. So, imagine almost, like, the the VAT that stuff that's, like, on clothes and, like, on food. They just increase the price. I say increase, like, it's just the standard price out there, but let me say, like, comparing stuff to to like london prices there wasn't that much difference between like going out to eat it was probably just a little bit more expensive but that's how they make the tax but yeah. you also like the standard of living is also way higher so like for a teachers job my cousin's um fiance is like making two three times the amount he was making in the uk to do the same job he's working less hours has more time on the weekends more time after work to enjoy live up leading the vida loca and everything you make you pocket and you bring it home do you know how fam i was making 20k a year and i just get to bring that home and then at that point you know what you spend out to eat that's your own business how you shop and what you spend that's your own business but like you're not paying
0: any taxes no deductions yeah Now i'm moving to dubai I'm sold, you sold me. I'm I'm moving. <laughs> and honestly, seeing it, you're just like, fam, this is what life could be like. like. other people are really living life like this. And I'm just struggling in the UK. Honestly. And that's that's the thing. And I, I really feel for people who are like on minimum wage or who are even earning less than that because it's one thing if you're like earning a certain amount and you can afford to give away some of that money but if you are already earning the bare minimum and now you must give even more of that away in in taxes like how are you meant to cope how are you not even cope how are you actually meant to enjoy your life yeah and it's like your rent is still
1: going to be the same price as you know someone else who's earning way more living on the same street or you know in the same city in london the rent's still going to be the same there isn't really like a cheap place to rent in london and like
0: yeah
1: everything's just expensive everything's just more expensive than it needs to be so yeah if you're someone that can afford it and you're paying you know the 1k rent and that's only like a small portion of your wage compare that to someone who's on minimum wage also not having to pay the same rent it's like yeah you have less. Like I just feel like people have less. Unless you're truly rich and you're just balling. This city, yeah. London isn't really isn't really for you. Like it's, it's it's a great place to be and yeah, it's enjoyable and yeah, it's like multicultural and diverse and there's so much to do. But when you think about things like the cost it is to just like enjoy yourself and like have one of those good weekends, unless you are rich and making mad money like it just it just doesn't add up like it's not sustainable to do
0: yeah not in the slightest and I also do feel like in a way London is set up for couples I think the way the rent prices are moving if you're splitting that it's so much easier to live here but if you're doing it all on your own and you're paying all of that money by yourself it's so hard to just make those ends meet
1: yeah I really feel like that that's what most people are doing is like just getting by or just making ends meet and that's no way to live and yeah it's not until I go abroad and I see how other countries do it and people are enjoying their life and people are living comfortably I'm like this feels like a quality life but when you're just struggling to get by and just making ends meet like every single month yeah that's that's no way to like enjoy life really you're kind of just like coasting or surviving when really you be surviving it's it's a tough one because from a young age I was like being born in London I was like yeah of course I'm gonna live in this city it's like where else am I gonna move you think I'm gonna move to the outskirts of London I ain't gonna be no outskirts but yeah <laughs> as I'm growing older I'm like fam outskirts is where it is because <laughs> it's affordable for you know the the 1.2k um we're spending to, you know be, be renting like some small flat in London where you got to share it with like three four five people you can get a house, you just go to the outskirts of London, you can be renting a three bedroom house with a big old garden, two parking spaces just outside, just outside of the M25. Yeah. And you can still travel into London, still get a train, still do up so when I actually think about it, I'm comparing and then also looking at, you know, the house prices in Manchester or Birmingham or places like Leicester. And I'm like, Yeah, London, you're not really you're not really doing it for me. You're not really doing it for me. Uh-huh
0: yeah buying a house in london is is an actual myth there's there's no way it will have to be the outskirts it will have to be up north it will have to be midlands because there is no way there is just no way which also brings me on to a very interesting point there was this british tv presenter called Kirsty Allsop she used to present the show called location location mm. um i don't know if you saw it but yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was talking about the topic of of buying properties in the UK and her comments just actually sent me. So she basically said the reason why young people can't afford to get on the property ladder is because of luxuries such as gym memberships, Netflix subscriptions, foreign holidays and coffees. And I just I just I my jaw dropped because you're telling me Kirsty is seriously thinking that if, if I get rid of my £10 a month Netflix subscription, yeah. I'll be able to buy a house. Every ten pounds adds up to
1: four hundred k. Every ten pounds is a ten k house deposit. In what world? In I, what world, Kirsty? The deposit for the house is is twenty k. Then you got to spend five k on you know getting the contract signed and the lawyers this that. That's already twenty five. And you're telling me my what? My three pound coffees? Mm. It's because of those free three pound coffees that I don't have a house.
0: Yeah, yep. that's six ninety nine pure gym membership. That's 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 what's preventing me from, from buying a house. That's okay. what's stopping me. Yeah, yeah. My twelve pound
1: Ryanair flights to Spain, that's what's stopping me from getting a house, yeah? Cool.
0: <laughs> it's actually mad. And it and it comes back to the point that I think people here feel like we should be prioritizing that grind, just working 24 seven, like living to work. For me, the goal should be enjoyment. Like you shouldn't have to give up all of those things that make you happy just so you can live somewhere. That's unacceptable in my mind. And even like to give up foreign holiday, you want me to stay in the UK 24 seven? You want me to endure this? For why? For why Kirsty?
1: It's actually just like icky when you think about it, it's it's like, yeah, all the fun stuff kind of masks everything, just like on the surface, like, yeah, the nights out, and the bars, and the restaurants, and the vibes, and the concerts, and then once you look under the surface, you're like, ugh, like, this is just suffering, like, and if I think about it, like, how many like UK, how many Brits actually retire in the UK? Those who are in their sixties, how many of them actually retire in the UK? Because I swear they all go to you know Spain. They all go to Mallorca, to retire, mm-hmm. get a nice little holiday home. They go to the Caribbean. They go to Barb. Like they go to Australia. Yeah. All these Brits are choosing other places to retire. Why is that? Why Ooh. is that? I wonder why. why? 40, 40 years paid mortgage in this dry country that gives you absolutely nothing. Who's retiring here? For what? (laughs) For what
0: am I retiring in this country? Everyone goes abroad. Honestly, it's like they're mistaking the UK for the Caribbean. Like England is, it's not that special. And what, what do you, what do you really have to offer? Like really and truly, what does
1: London have to offer? Because even the fact that we have so many you know like apartments being built super lavish apartments and then they're not even affordable we have a huge homeless crisis we have so many people like trying to sign up to get council flats and they're building all these lavish apartments which they just sell to like foreign investments and they're empty for like 99 percent of the year they're just empty we have all these flats just in like just empty but because you wanted to sell it for 1.2 mil it's just it's just chilling there in Southwark on London Bridge, empty.
0: Yeah, exactly. This country like, doesn't yeah, know how to prioritize. Yeah, it's really sad though because even like you said with the homeless crisis, like this country just doesn't know how to prioritize. If you're going to build all of these flats and they're going to be sat empty, the logical thing to do would be to house all these people that have no homes. But no, it's like let's just leave them sat there until we can get millions for yeah. them. Like it, it doesn't make sense.
1: Like really and truly, don't they don't care about like the welfare of people it's just like money speaks and you know if someone from way out in Saudi Arabia has the has the money to you know buy this 1.2 mil flat who cares if they're not living it fam we've just made a whole bunch of money as opposed to looking at you know people in the country who are trying to you know make it on the housing ladder or even just get affordable housing it's like no money speaks
0: yeah 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 but clearly this government's priorities are, are are off I mean, if Boris can be out partying, doing doing cheese and wine, doing doing camembert and Pinot Grigio in a in a pandemic, clearly they don't have our best interests at heart.
1: Nope, not a one. Not mm-hmm. a one. It's all, It's always the ones that have made it as well that want to come and talk. Miss Kirsty, all stop because you you present shows about buying properties. It's me the last night how to buy properties. Exactly. Leave me and my Netflix alone. And you're wonder how many foreign holidays. I'm sure you even have
0: Netflix and Prime and all them other ones. Also, like, when you're not, what does she expect us to be doing when we're not working? Okay, we have nothing to watch. We, we can't go to the gym. We can't even drink coffee. We can't leave the country. That is suffering. Why would I want that for me? No, but the
1: thing is, even if you stop doing all those things, so let's say you gave up your £50 gym membership for the month, yeah? And you gave up your. 10 pound netflix subscription that's 60 pounds and you gave up you know the coffees that's you know your your three but let's just say 20 pounds okay that's on 80 calm so i've now saved 80 pounds a month but you're just gonna go and increase the price of food that's (laughs) eating into it gonna go increase the price of fuel that's eating into it you're gonna go increase you know the taxes that's so at the end of the day i'm in the same damn place no. I don't have the gym. I don't have my entertainment of watching Netflix. I
0: don't I'm get me through the day. I don't my holidays. But everything is still the same. Everything's the same and I'm now depressed. How is that helping anyone, Kirsty? Also, even that, even that, that rough calculation you just did, okay, £80 a month, that's £960 a year. What deposit am I getting with 960 pounds <laughs> What house am I buying with £960? Um, that's just like that. that's what the the bills
1: would cost you before the rent that's just the bills before the rent <laughs> you need to come and add another 1.2k for the rent alone that's So like, whilst you're renting for 1.2k in London you're still expecting me to save for a house, where? where
0: Kirsty? where? <laughs> for my wage, where? again it's it's not adding up it's not adding up and it's always the people that came up at a different time in a different generation where again they were given these houses away who have so much to talk about the property so ladder in, in this day and age it's very annoying so much
1: energy and so much vim to me like you should be doing this you should be doing that you
0: weren't even doing them things the houses were just free at that point <laughs> literally houses were free uni was free but you're telling us that we need to give up gym memberships wow
1: yeah and it's then actually... in the same breath they'll be like no nah, you man you're putting too much stress on on, on the NHS <laughs> yes yes. Sorry. it's an unhealthy habit to put too much stress on the NHS, which they're also trying to privatise why do uh, you need to pay
0: for everything is it everything too want to pay for not everything. Honestly, sometimes if it ain't broke don't fix it. Why would we need to do that? What is the reason?
1: I feel yeah, like absolutely. they're trying to make like it harder to get things on the NHS. That way people just give up and like get private healthcare. Because it's still alright, we're we're reaching the end of like COVID, yeah, but still I can't get a face-to-face appointment in the GP. Why? Instead of doing yeah yeah, just sending some pictures. And I would tell you how you. What if it's something internal? They're like, yeah, yeah. Send send some pictures, and the GP will call you. Excuse me. Nah. Yeah, going into A and E, queues are long. Can't get an appointment. You call up for an appointment. Yeah, next one is is in six months. Three to six months wait. I feel like slowly and slowly they're just making things just way more dire. You try and encourage those who can afford, yeah, stop going to the private healthcare. Yeah, and slowly slowly it's part of their plan to privatise the NHS
0: I see it coming it's so annoying though because again there are some people in this world who are earning tonnes and tonnes and tonnes of money who can afford this but the average person cannot afford to go to, they can't afford to go private, they can't afford to be paying for these things so it's like, again why do they not want to prioritise the average person's wellbeing the people who need the help the most why are they trying to take it away from them
1: yeah, I've I've been thinking about this whole London living situation for a long time I'm just like yeah this country is not for me where can I go I'm like do I go Dubai or I can just like what fam I'll do any any job in Dubai pay is good and I get, I get to keep everything I make which is wonderful That is wild. Do, do I just move somewhere like you know Canada I'm just feeling abroad this this UK I'm not feeling it anymore I'm not feeling it anymore I don't like the government I don't like the people it's everything's trash like it's just expensive and it's it's not enjoyable yeah I feel Isn't like it? the enjoyment is only like moment it's just it's momentary. it's just yeah. mo- moments small moments of enjoyment and then months and months of suffering and working and grinding and grinding and grinding
0: to really and that's not why we came onto this earth that's not why we were born to just be suffering no way absolutely not and I do think like and that's annoying because I spend so much time on TikTok, and my for you page is just full of people being like, "I've now transitioned into tech, and now I'm earning one hundred k a year." Great if I could, if only I could make myself love tech or accounting, life would be sweet. But unfortunately, I'm I'm a creative, and that will never be me. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to move somewhere else because this is not it.
1: Yeah, let me know if any of those uh, TikTok videos and reels that you watch, if it's like I'm a creative and this is how I make two hundred. Okay
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me know what job that is. Let mm. me know what job that is. I'm there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep an eye out because this this is not it. We deserve to enjoy. Correct? And it's like we are the workforce. We're
1: the ones keeping everything moving like why why, why are we suffering? Why are we
0: su- Yeah. Yeah, and enjoyment shouldn't be a novelty. It shouldn't be a one-off. It should be an everyday thing, you know? It shouldn't be like okay, yeah, you've worked nine to five or seven to nine every day in the, in the working week. And now you can enjoy 48 hours on the weekend. That's not it for me. That's not why I came into this earth. So Dubai might have to see me. Right. I feel like
1: to do these sort of things, like get on the housing ladder and be able to like get a house and do all of these things, like you have to sacrifice. And at such a young age, like, I don't know, I guess when I was like 22, 23 and seeing, you know, age mates, like getting houses and doing this, and you know doing help supply you feel like oh wow like people are making it like what am I doing but then I think like in your early 20s having to sacrifice those nights out and you know just going for that drink or going out for a friend's birthday or going to eat out like you have to sacrifice all those small things in order to make sure that you make that mortgage and you can pay your mortgage on time and if you think about doing that for the next 20 to 40 years when really your 20s and your 30s are when you should be enjoying and be able to like enjoy the money you're making and enjoy these freedoms and it's just like loads of small sacrifices all the time for the sake of eventually I'm gonna own a house and I guess for some people that's a sacrifice worth making but at the end it's just like okay cool what if yeah you own the house now but I feel like moving what would you do then
0: yeah literally <laughs> that's the thing and the whole mortgage thing like I, I completely get it and I agree that it can give you a lot of financial freedom down the line and to be able to pass down a house to your kids, whatever is, is amazing. And me too, I would love to be able to do that, but to just, yeah, to have that noose around your neck that for the next 30, 40 odd years, you have to make those payments. that just, doesn't sound like fun to me. I'm not going to lie. That's just not my idea of a good time. I want
1: to do things whilst I'm young and able and
0: free to do them
1: and don't have like these deep commitments. Like there's no kids, there's no marriage. There's no house, car. Like, let me go out and live life and be adventurous. I don't want to be doing that when I'm 73. Can I throw my... I know some people do it, but I don't want to be throwing myself, like, out of a helicopter to do a skydiving at 73 when I could be doing that when I'm nice, fit, and healthy at 23. Like, who knows? My heart won't be able to take it. You
0: can't be taking those risks <laughs> in the old age, you see? <laughs> no, it's true. It's true, because even now, I'm like, if I were to have a lot of money saved up, right... I might want to go go on holiday, go traveling for a few months. But if you've got a mortgage and you're saving for kids, that money, you're not going to see that money. Yeah. And like you said, when you are when you are older, when you are an OAP, when you have retired, you might not have that same strength and energy to be touring South America. So really and truly, we need to do it now. Correct. At least, yeah, that, that's where we
1: stand. You know, if you have other opinions, let us know. And I think it's definitely an interesting topic because... Everyone, at least like people our age, like in their 20s, 30s, I feel like it's always like in the back of people's mind, or at least that's what, that's what is constantly shown to us is like, yeah, the hustle, the grind, make money, female boss, get this, get a house. Get... So yeah, it'll be
0: interesting to hear people's thoughts on it. 100%. And if you want to share your thoughts on the episode, use the hashtag #BlackBrokenBrilliant on Twitter or message us on our Insta page. You know what to do.
1: Like, subscribe, follow, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, share the podcast with your friends, housemate and 20-somethings in the struggle too.
0: We'll be back next Thursday. I've been Ivy. I've been Samiracle. Thanks for listening.